Welcome back to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And tonight we're discussing Season 1, Episode 11, Nevermind. Original air date, January 3rd, 2007. So this is almost a month later from last week's episode. Okay. It felt like some time had passed. Yeah, right? And last week took place in December, so it was probably the win- before the winter break. In right. TV world, yeah. This episode was written by Elizabeth Heldens and directed by Jonas Pate. Summary for this episode. The Panthers are preparing yet again for another game they can't afford to lose. Jason still finds it difficult to adjust to life at home, and the feelings he still has for Lila don't make it any easier. Meanwhile, at what couldn't seem like a better time, Matt's dad comes home from Iraq, but the oh. homecoming is not what Matt expected. It sure ain't. I have to say, so the four words I gave you last week to describe this episode, feeling father, interest in tutor, you did so well. I was so, I did so well. I did think it was going to be Jason who was being tutored, not Tim, but I'm actually pleasantly surprised that it was Tim and Landry. I thought that was great. Oh, right. The dream pairing. But yeah, you did so well. And last week, it was so hard not for me to just exclaim, oh, my God, you're doing so well, <laughs> especially with feeling and father. But our patron Tish is going to join us in a little bit for newbie questions. But let's get into this episode. Let's start with feeling. So like you predicted, feeling has to do with Jason. He's having a hard time adjusting to being at home. He ends up flipping out in his mom because he can't find his Nirvana CD. Oh, my God. Never mind. Never specifically. mind. Yeah. So he rolls himself four miles, four miles to the record store to get it. Sweating. This kid is going to be so beefed. Oh, my God. His arms are going to be <laughs> the size of my head. Like, the... the- his bicep alone. Right? And in the Texas heat, a lot, there's dead. a dead. lot of wheeling going on. But Mike, he wants to know, did that scene of Jason and Lila in the record store looking at CDs give you early 2000 mall trip flashbacks or was it just me? Crazy to think that teenagers nowadays won't understand the thrill of going to the store and listening to the latest CDs with those dirty headphones that yeah. everyone used and were probably so never true. cleaned. No, never cleaned. Yeah, the vibes. I love the vibes. I uh, Randy felt it was unpredictable. I mean, it's just unlikely that Lila would also have been in this music store before school. Like, what a random time to right? go shopping for music or listening to music. It just was really weird. <laughs> it was. And so she's there, but also... It seems like she's with a friend. I'm like, where was this friend a f- last week? A few week? girls, maybe. Yeah. Two or three girls. And do you think this was before school or at lunch? What time of day was this? Uh, yeah. They're like, we got to get we gotta get, a, get to school, Lila. Right. Very strange. Very confusing. Um, but, you know, I'll live the fantasy. Let's do it. We just have to ride it. Yeah. So they end up having a flirty conversation, which leads to them hooking up. And Lila does not go to school. So are we led to believe that in this past month that has been uh, on, you know, off, I guess off television. But when we pick up, it's been a month later. Have the they spoken? I guess like it's very apparent that there is that energy there that that 
romantic energy that just like doesn't go away. You have a chemistry with someone, but like, right. were they speaking? Because yeah. Last we saw, he he supported her, but it was to me like I'm slowly making my way back in there. But I guess hormones just take over anyway. Well, um, I don't know if it's been a month in the show. It's just in right. a month in viewing viewing world. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm gonna assume that maybe they spoke a little bit or maybe they haven't but they definitely haven't done anything physical since this is the first time right we see them try to be physical and jason ends up having trouble getting it up (laughs) which is it just sucks honestly it sucks all around it sucks for her it sucks for him but lila she's determined throughout this episode to be there for him to comfort him she ends up bringing over quad porn so they could watch that together I was like, what is this going to be? (laughs) Well, at least she's being supportive, right? She is. And Jason actually tries to get advice from Herc, which straight up tells him, like, you're not getting feeling because your body's trying to protect you from Lila. Because as we know, Herc is just like, she cheated on you. Not a good idea. And also, I hate to break it to you, but that's not going to happen for a long time anyway. Yeah, your body needs to adjust to what has happened to you. Yeah. And it also probably takes like a a, men- a physical and mental like lineup, you know, like just because yeah. you think you feel this way, your body is not reacting. I'm sure like the nerve endings, like everything's just different now. Yeah. So, what- and also his feelings for Lila have changed. Right. Even though he still loves her, he doesn't know if he can fully go back to just being okay with her and forgiving her. And I'm sure, you know, it's just going to just take time. It's hard to move on for some, from something like that. Um, I just, I guess because like now I'm getting to know Jason, I'm like, okay, it makes sense in his character to just be like, okay, Lila, I'm, uh, I'm here trying to give it a second chance, but like, that's something he cheated. She cheated. And he doesn't seem to, from the from the eye, like not. He's like he doesn't seem to like care or remember that it happened unless it. He has to remember that it happened. I'm just talking in circles, but I'm just like, wow, okay, we're doing this again very soon, very soon. Well, I think it's hard to move on from that, and it also is probably something that you forget happened not forget but you can have a momentary lapse you want to because you want to forget it right right and it's so natural to probably act and be a certain way with the person you were always like that with and right. then when you get the memory of oh yeah she did cheat on me with my best friend it's tough yeah exactly yeah. so jason heads to coach's house one night uh he wheels there which t- brings up to him like I can't believe you came here all by yourself but she tells him listen coach isn't home but I'm so glad to see you why don't you come in they end up having a conversation they talk about school and when he wants to come back and she mentions that most of his courses are taken care of he's only missing a few credits so at least that fills in the gap of what we were wondering yeah he was already prepared like ahead of himself in school right very unlikely you think so for him? Because I feel like he's like the scholar, yeah, star student, and player. Yeah. Uh, 
She also tries to comfort him on the whole Lila situation, which I love. And she's just sitting there listening. Tammy around the clock is just queen. Always. Always. Lila ends up sneaking into Jason's room one night. And she expresses that she still does, in fact, love him and has feelings for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, we knew that that was the case, right? Right. Yeah. Interest. So, turns out Coach is one of the top 10 football coaches in the whole state of Texas, which is huge. Okay. Yeah, get it, Coach. Uh, Tammy has taken an interest in Riggins' schoolwork, and UT has taken interest in Coach becoming QB coach next season. It's big. It's a and they're big... so excited. Well, yeah. I mean, I think this is what they're striving for to work this position at you know, UT is a is a big deal. I love this whole scene of it's a like a Tammy and Eric scene outside where she's taking the garbage. He pulls in. I mean, how great was this? I loved it. And Wasn't like they're it so laughing good? and joking and the garbage bag rips and they just think it's funny and their kiss. It's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. Every week I just for fall more and more in love with the Taylors. Same. Okay, father. Ooh, what an emotional part of this episode. Oh, yeah. So Matt's dad returns from Iraq on leave. His grandma very nonchalantly announces his arrival, which was so funny because she's just sitting there and she's like, Matt, your dad's here. Go home with the bags. And so right, then it makes you like she doesn't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> right. So she's more with it than we think. Mm-hmm. Or so it seems. Right. So. Matt's so, at least. Yeah. Matt is so excited for his dad to come to practice to meet coach, especially to meet coach and to actually be on the field. But Matt's dad underestimates him, saying he didn't know Matt had it in him, which is so hurtful. But coach picks up on this right away and he says, Oh no, he's great on the team. He causes no trouble. He's got full potential. And I was like, Thank you, coach, Thank for you, coach. sticking up for Matt, especially in front of his father. Yeah, his dad has no confidence in his his own son. I he know. doesn't even know him. You I know? know, like he's been gone for so long that he doesn't know the character that Matt is and who he's become and the things that he knows about home life with his grandmother. Like this dad, his dad doesn't know anything. It's so well, sad. It's so sad, and he even says that like you know, like he doesn't even realize what's going on with his grandma. And he even says that to say to him, like, you you don't tell me how bad it is, you know, and Matt has gotten so used to a way of living that he doesn't even really rec- like he recognizes he needs his, he needs help, but he doesn't recognize that it's not a livable situation. Yeah. And also, I'm sure in the beginning, he didn't want to be a burden calling right. his dad like grandma's not doing well. This is too tough for me. It's too hard. Right. So. It, he just kind of got used to living like that. Right. And his, we find out his grandma is his legal guardian. Yeah. Which so, is insane, right? Because he's yeah. really the person taking care of her. So he's on the phone with Medicare. He's trying to get help. Him and his dad end up going to look at a nursing home and to get better care. But this can't happen because, like you said, she is the legal guardian of Matt. And then... There's this suggestion of him coming home. He could come home 
and leave his term. And Matt's dad's like, I can't do that. He like, refuses to do it. We all We're make sacrifices. There. Yeah. Right. That's some fucked up mentality shit right, going on there. So then this whole discussion of Matt moving to Oklahoma is brought up. And Matt clearly doesn't want that. He's just trying to stay here. He has a life here. And he'll rather just, you know, take care of his grandma. But all of this is staying with him. And it leads to him taking it out of frustration at Julie at the church dinner. And then he ends up failing at the game, which was so heartbreaking because his dad's there. And his dad's on the sidelines, which I'm like, how are you allowed on the field? Right. And like... You don't, you're not a coach. Like You don't no. know how your son plays. You haven't been around, I don't, maybe you were an ex-football player, but like you haven't been around these kids right. enough to even know how your son performs. So for you to be like, yeah, come on, Matt, get up. Dude. I'm like, you don't even know him. You don't know how he, he is normally. You don't know if he's going to respond well to that type of like environment of you yelling that at him. Maybe coach knows better. So just right. back off. But it's so sad that he... He couldn't pull it together because of so many stressors in his life. But it's like, of course, this is the, the the game my dad comes to. I know. And then it leads to coach taking him out of the game, yep. which is so heartbreaking to see as well, because I'm sure you want to show off to your dad and this doesn't look good. So this leads to him getting real angry at his dad. They end up having a fight off of the field and he ends up going home with the Taylors. Everyone hears this fight. Too. Everyone. It's, it's like people crowded around to watch. Right. Yeah. <sighs> so back at the Taylors, Julie is really sad at the thought of Matt having to move to Oklahoma. And Matt, he's outside with Coach. And I love this scene because he is in a chair. He's slumped over. He has a hoodie on and he's chewing on the hoodie strings. Mm, so it was relatable. So good. Oh my God. It was so good. It's so and relatable. he was just saying, yeah, and he was saying how I don't want to move to Oklahoma and I hate my dad and coach is like, we're family here. What can I do? You know, uh, first off, buddy's never going to let you leave the state of Texas. So you don't, have, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. But also don't say you hate your dad. Don't make that mistake. Yeah. It was, which it was a good chat. leads me to believe like what's. Mm. What is uh, Coach's family life like? What, right. How did he grow up? So, like, right. don't say you hate your dad. You only get one dad. You exactly. know, right. one you birth dad, I should say. That's true. <laughs> you know, you can get multiple dads, but and you don't want to say something you regret. Right. Right. So Matt ends up going home after the the being at the Taylors, and he sees his dad taking care of his grandma, and it is sweet. Seems like his dad is softened, understands what's happening, and they share somewhat of a moment. But Matt's dad is very unlikable in this episode for a man who has served for the country. And you want to have respect for him, but you're super upset with him with the way he treats Matt and also the way he's treating his mother. Yes, he has no tolerance. That's right. But also because he... He's not he's not around it. He's made himself yeah. very unavailable to Matt. So him coming in and seeing, which I'm sure is awful to see your parent like that. This right. is really probably the first time he's seen her that bad. And then to have her just break down and cry because you're, he's yelling at her. Like, it's just such an overwhelming 
it's just a whole overwhelming scene. Like the the one scene where she was crying and Matt's like, you know, don't talk to her that way. Like she doesn't respond well to it. You're scaring her. So like on one side, I understand where Matt's dad is coming from because he's not there. He doesn't know. But he, that's his choice. Yeah. So. Right. Ugh. Poor I Matt. Know. I know. And it to see grandma cry broke my oh, heart too. Oh, I love her. I know. So sweet. All right. Tudor. My personal favorite part of yeah. this episode. Oh, same. It was so good and like felt so like good. I was watching one of our own teen dramas. I, I was like, here it is. This is here what I is. like live for. So good. Oh, so good. Okay. So Tammy meets with Tim about his grades and Tim tries to charm his way out of this conversation. They're talking about the Scarlet Letter. And Tammy tells him, listen, I'm here to make sure you don't end up stupid. I love it. <laughs> I know. He asks for a pass because the playoffs are so close and she's just not having it. So then Tammy approaches Landry and gets him to tutor Riggins, which is a bit of a struggle because Riggins is just like, hey, can you take care of this? Can you write my report on Of Mice and Men? Which Landry, of course, is like, I'm not doing that. And then thinks Tim can't read. Which Tim is like, no, I just choose not, not. I just choose not to. I'm not like illiterate. I could actually, I just don't want to do it. So then this leads to Landry reading to him as Tim's working out on the bleachers. I loved it. And he realizes that it is sticking. But then when it comes to like, okay, how can you relate this to your life? Tim has nothing to say. Like, I can't oh, think of that, it. And that's so relatable. So relatable. Every time we've had to write something personal about ourselves, like, relate to this topic. I'm always blank. I don't know how to talk about myself. I don't know what to say. Right. And also, what Langie was describing is, like, two friends with life-altering things happening. Hello, Tim. Hello. Or maybe, like, Tim's like, I get what you're saying. I just don't want to think about that either. I like, think that. I don't that. want to use that as my example. Yeah. But this yeah. leads to Landry flipping out, and he's like, I wish I could shoot you right now. <laughs> I'm not helping you anymore. You're on your Good own. for you, Landry. Yeah. But then Coach has a talk with Tim at the church dinner saying, listen, if my wife is always right, and I'm not giving you a pass when it comes to grades, so if you don't pass this class, you do not get to play. Good. Good. Right. No more preferential treatment for these kids. That's right. Finally, we the Taylors, coach and guidance counselor, they're like, we're a team now. Nobody gets past, the, no one gets through the cracks. We care about everyone. Everyone should be doing well. I loved how much Tim talked in this episode. Right? It's the most I've heard him talk all season. So um, and he's funny. So funny. He's got it. I I have a crush. I have a crush. Oh, I, I think I wrote it in my later, I was going to say it when we did MVP and Shittiest, but my heart bursts for Tim Riggins and breaks for Matt Sarris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And listen, I don't want to idolize Tim. He did a bad thing with with Lila, right? And They're screwing over wrong. his best friend. But I do love Tim as a character and his flaws. And I just have, I am charmed by him. <laughs> I wish I wasn't as charmed by him. I am also I charmed, am. and I didn't realize how much I was going to be charmed. I was like, "Yeah, I could see it. I could see it." And then the more he like opens up his mouth, I'm like, "Oh, okay, oh, I really get it. We oh, feel shit. it. I get we it. Feel it." 
We also learn about Crucifictorious, Landry's Christian Screamo Band. I mean, come on. Can you even? Landry's putting up flyers throughout this episode. He's telling everyone, you need to come to my show. And this show, not many people show up, but Riggins shows up. They were not only, good. I know. I they were good. <laughs> they were great. But Reagan shows up to the show not only to support him, but to tell him he got a B minus. B minus. I loved this. It was so sweet. And Landry's like, you didn't miss the second set. It's okay. I know. And Tim's like, oh, all right. But it just was so sweet that he actually came to say, I heard you. I saw your flyer. Thank you for your help. It was really, I loved that whole scene. At, at, at the show. I loved it. Wasn't it great? This pairing is what I've always just obsessed. Didn't know I needed and yes. wanted at the same time. When I, I when I first realized it was Tim who needed the help, I was like, who is going to be the tutor? And I'm like, Julie. And I'm like, Lila. And I couldn't. And then the land, I was like, yes, this is the best combination. I'm so here for it. I'm so, so here. good. It's so, so good. Mike asks, if you were friends with Landry, would you go to his show to support him? Absolutely. Right? I'm always yes. in for like, like, let's go to a show. I loved doing that shit like in high school, like friend, like was a comedian, like the, just anything. You're like, oh, this is fun. Like you just go and support whoever, even if it's not your kind of music. I thought it was still nice to see a friend have passion for something. Yeah. And I thought they were really good. And I feel like, you know, he he loves it. So if you're a true friend, then you would go and support. I was surprised that Matt wasn't there, but I also knew that because of the Julie, like he was at Julie's house and it was a whole fiasco with his dad. And Yeah, because yeah. it he said or Julie said like, oh, we're going to have to go to this. Right. And he said, yeah, but yeah. I think you know, the whole situation. Yeah. Mike also says, this is what I picture when the two of you talk about GarageBand. Oh, <laughs> oh GarageBand, the editing software. Correct. Because gotcha. We, I was like, GarageBand. We... I was like, no, that's not GarageBand. What's the, um, the gu- guitar, Guitar Hero. Guitar I don't know Hero? why I was thinking that. Yeah. No, that's not what GarageBand is, but um, I like that better than what yes. GarageBand <laughs> Yes, I do too. Keely says Landry's band was my absolute favorite, and I ship Landry and Tim. Were either of you ever in a band? No. But it I, would be fun. <laughs> I was in a fake band called Chord, Keep on Rockin' Dude, and I was, <laughs> and I was the drummer, and I performed one show live- on Thomas Street in the driveway, and I never knew how to play the drums. So love it. Is that was, the, was that in Krista's driveway? Yep. Yeah. It was uh, me, Krista, and Liz, and then Amy. I think was also a part of that. <laughs> I and love it. I love it. <laughs> I was the drummer who didn't know how to play drums, but we like told everyone. We made stickers. You made stickers. That's so cute. I sure do. Keep on rocking, dude. That was the name of our band. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I'm oh a little God. jealous that I didn't also have a oh. band like that. Hey, listen, we can be in a band. We can I was be in a show band choir. <laughs> show choir? I was also in cho- chorus, right? Chorus, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. 
So that is all we have for our summary. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with Tish. She is one of our patrons. She's also a newbie, so this is going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to hear her thoughts and to hear you and her make your predictions. Yeah, same. Welcome back from break. We are joined by our patron, Tish. Tish, so happy you're here on Talking Texas Forever. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. And what else is super exciting is Tish is also a newbie like Liz. So I'm really excited to hear all of your uh, predictions to come. But first, I want to know, what are your overall thoughts on Friday Night Lights as a teen drama compared to your other favorites? It's kind of like it has the same like formula with like, you know, um, like triangle and like will they won't they kind of stuff. But I think like having football be such a big focus is kind of an interesting like juxtaposition. And then also like the parents like Tammy and Eric just being like the most supportive people ever. Like you usually don't get the main parents being like that. Like obviously Sandy and Kirsten were pretty supportive, but they were like kind of in the background, but it's Coach and Tammy, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a lot of people asking. They want to know who your favorite character is so far and who are you shipping? Ooh, I'm definitely shipping Matt and Julie. Like, I'm on that sailor train all the mm-hmm. way. Um, favorite character? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I like Landry. He's just so, like, random, and especially <laughs> this week. Yeah. yeah um Landry's a favorite obviously Matt and then in terms of girls I'm really liking Julie good choices I like it <laughs> Vic specifically wants to know Tim or Jason or Tyra and Lila Ooh. Yeah. um like Jason's so sweet but a girl like I gotta go for the bad boy Tim and then uh Tyra and Lila. Yeah. I we haven't seen enough of Tyra for me to like have an opinion on her. But um yeah, I I would still say her over Lila though. Yeah. <laughs> something about it, yeah. Yeah, and I know we haven't gotten enough from her. It is coming. I am excited for you guys to see where we go with her. But mm-hmm. she's a little bit mysterious right yeah. now. We want more from her, but we just haven't gotten it yet. And Liz and I, we were gushing over Tim in the first half, especially in this episode. Uh, You sent over a Slate article from 2013 about Gateway episodes and how this specific episode, Nevermind, is a great one for Friday Night Lights. A Gateway episode is one an episode you can watch without any background knowledge in which it will give you a great sense of the show and to see whether you like it. So... What made you look at this article or how did you find this article? Um, So I was like telling my sister that I was going to be like on the podcast this week. And I was like, I always have to bring some sort of trivia. But I was like, I can't like Google anything. So I got her to like Google some stuff around it. And then she sent me this article and she's like, this is not really spoilery. I feel like it's good because I struggle sometimes getting into new shows. And I always have the gateway episode like. I always tell people, oh, this is the episode that changed it all. Like, you can watch this one first and then go back to the pilot. 
So I find it interesting that this is the gateway episode for Friday Night Lights. What did, do you agree with it? Do you think this episode is the gateway one? Um, from what we've seen so far, I would say, yeah, it is interesting, though, that we get like the dynamic yeah. between Tim and Landry, which is not something we've seen before. And we get sort of like, it's very teen drama fashion, because you can kind of see a little bit of the remnants of the triangle, like they don't reference it too much. But like, you know, well, why are Jason and Lila like trying to get back together? Like it intrigues you enough there. And then you know, like, okay, Tim is the boy who gets by on sports. And like, I think it gives you enough of the main characters where you would now be intrigued and be like, okay, I'm going to go watch the pilot or even maybe I'll watch the next two. And then when there's like a break, I'll go back and catch up. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel like it's a great episode if you had never seen it to watch and feel like you kind of get the gist. And it was, there's funny parts and just coaching uh, Tammy are always just so sweet and it just yeah it had like a pretty much everything that you're looking for in this show it gave me a more of an appreciation as because we've been watching it for 10 weeks so I loved this episode because I know these people now or more so now but if I were to come in and watch it yeah I feel like it would be I would get a good impression and I would want to go back to the beginning yeah the writer of the article Alex Heimbach he wrote this paragraph, which I want to read to you because I feel like it just sums up the show perfectly, but it says, Friday Night Lights does many things well, create a sense of place, depict the pains of adolescence, flesh out a genuinely happy marriage, but the show's power comes from its gloriously, painfully human characters. You don't have to like football to root for the Panthers. You just have to recognize how much it means to the people you can't help but love. Definitely. Thumbs it up. Thank you, Alex. Chef's kiss. That was great. Uh, I have a little bit of trivia. Did either, I know List hasn't, but have you watched Parenthood, Tish? Yes. Okay. So there's a web series that takes place um, that goes with Parenthood that I've never watched. But Jesse Plemons, who plays Landry, and Derek Phillips, Billy, they make an appearance as their characters on this web series and uh, performs cruci- Crucifictorious to... Uh, record at the luncheonette which is in parenthood so i oh, have so funny. i know i have to check that out and there is a lot of crossovers because it's jason Cadams. so i don't know did you know that tish that they were on no i had no idea i like watched parenthood and maybe watched like the first couple of seasons and then um didn't really watch the last two seasons i think so yeah okay yeah yeah i have to go back and check out this web series because clearly i want to see those two on there that's so funny yeah all right, let's move on to questions. Keely says, have you guys watched Greek? If not, I highly recommend it. Love that show, which we we love. Greek Liz is currently watching. I am, very slowly. <laughs> yeah, she says the girl who played Brittany in last week's episode plays Natalie in Greek, and she's a total B in both shows. I'm pretty sure they called her an evil troll in Greek. I totally ah! missed this. Oh, yeah. I wonder when she was on Greek. I'm still in season one, so I can uh, vouch for season one at least. Yeah, this this went over my head. Tish, you've watched Greek, yes? I've watched Greek. I did. I was starting to do rewatch last year, and then I fell off. And I watched Greek like when it was like first airing, so I have no idea. But in the chat last week, I think Mike or Vic, one of them, brought it up. So I like recognized her, but I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, she also wants to know, when is Tyra going to get more of a story? What do you think that story will be? So, Tish, what do you think is coming for Tyra? Um, well, it'd be interesting to see, like, what kind of relationship she gets. Do they continue with her and him? Do we get more of her and Jason? Because that was a really interesting, like, look, um, like, last week or the week before. It was quite, in- like, I didn't see them as, like, a- being a pair, but I was like, you know what? I think I ship it. Like, I'm here for it. Um, I would love to see more of her home life. And uh, I know, like, some small spoilers, so I kind of have an idea where the trajectory is heading. But still, I think we're going to get some home life stuff and maybe some more dating. Good predictions. Liz, what do you think? Yeah, I would like to I would like to also go to her home and see what that's about. I don't I mean, it seems like her father is not in the picture. So is she? But her sister is the bartender, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, Mm -hmm. so we we saw I forgot about her. So at least there's some sort of family that we know of in the show. Oh God, what are we gonna do with her? I would love I would love to do something with her. Like let's let's do something. Let's get her dating. Let's get her finding herself and becoming someone who's better than this town. Like she always thinks that she is. So maybe she she should finally like go and do something that is more meaningful to her or maybe start something in the town that other people can relate to that's not football. Right. I don't know what that would be, but I mean, we, we know she's good at event planning and doing (laughs) something of the sort. So maybe her and Billy will still team up and do a business transaction together in the future. And I want more for her. I want more. Yeah. At this point I do too. It is coming. So Yes. Uh, Will wants to know, is Landry and Riggins a budding friendship or a one-off? I want to say it's probably a one-off, but I would love for it to be a budding friendship. I just see that Julie, Matt, and Landry, they're the trio. And then Tim, he's kind of on the outside right now because obviously Jason's not speaking to him and Lila's most likely not going to want to partake in any kind of like friendship relationship at the moment because it's still really dicey with Jason. So other than that, we got Tyra, which I hope that they don't go back and fall into old ways of a pattern of an unhealthy relationship. If we're going to do that, let's make it healthy or healthier. Right. If we can go that way. Yeah. Tish, what did you think of Landry and Tim? Oh, I have friendship. I loved it. I actually noticed that um, Tim was the only one who showed up to his like band because I was like, oh, Matt and Julie didn't even show up. I mean, granted, Matt was going through his own stuff, but I was like, the fact that like Tim came, showed up, and then when he's like, yeah, you can stand in the front row, he's like, okay, like, I guess, right? (laughs) Tim's face was so cute. He's like, uh, okay, sure. But then he's there for it. He's there. He's there for it. So one of our most asked questions we've gotten specifically for this episode is about Matt's dad. So let's start with how long do you think Matt's dad will be in town for? Mm. You want to go, Tish? Sure. Like two more episodes? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like maybe two more. Okay. I have this weird feeling that he dies by the end of the season, like he goes to Iraq and then, or Afghanistan, mm. wherever he is, and then he like passes away and dies. I have this like feeling. I'm just like, I think that's where we're going, but 
I'm probably wrong, but I just feel it in my bones. Oh my God. How, how, what a weird feeling it would be for Matt because he's now, I mean, we always know he's got so much responsibility, but then to like have a parent pass that you didn't really know all that well and he didn't really get to see you at your full potential and that would be terrible. Um, I can very well see it happening. If not him, then maybe the grandmother by the end of the season. Even though I don't want to do that, I really, really don't want to do that. Um, but I feel like maybe one more episode with Henry. That's his name, right, Henry? Yes, that is his name. Just because he seems like he's not here to stay. Like He's not wanting to stay. So why would he stay longer than he needed to unless for some reason he has a change of heart and feels like, okay, I do need to be there for my mom and my son and I will do the right thing by them. But I don't think that's going to be maybe for a while. So last week we heard about how Matt's mom lives in Oklahoma, right? But in this episode, there were talks of Henry sending Matt to go live in Oklahoma to live with his aunt. Right. So what do we think about the mom where is she? Will we meet her? Is she alive? Maybe she's in jail. Ooh. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, it made it, it's, it seemed like there was no hard feelings, but then again, his father is very straight in his feelings. So the way he was like, oh, your mom got me this tie. Do you want to wear it? He had like no emotion. Um, yeah, well, obviously emotionless, but also like, I either have come to terms with what has happened in our past or maybe they didn't actually separate in the fact that he went off to the military and something happened with her, like that just the circumstances they separated, like, but not are not are actually separated. You know what I mean? Like they're not actually divorced, but they just like don't live together anymore because of life events. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe she's she's either in jail or she just up and left them i mean would she do that i don't i don't know her i don't know her (laughs) what do you think tish i think more maybe like she just up and left them kind of like maybe they don't know where she is it is interesting though how um both the mom is in oklahoma and so is the aunt now i'm wondering if maybe like last week matt was just saying like oh my mom's from oklahoma like i don't know because then why not send Matt to live with his mom? Like if they're both in Oklahoma, right? right? So that just didn't make sense to me. So I'm thinking more of like an abandonment situation or now I'm thinking jail because jail sounds interesting. Yeah, or she just was unstable and she's still unstable and he wouldn't send his son to be living with an unstable, non-fit parent. Like maybe she is an alcoholic or something of the sort where she can't, take care of herself so how could she take care of a child right so maybe matt just like assumes she lives there because that's what his dad has told him his whole life but maybe we don't even know where she is or maybe she's not even with us anymore or maybe she's in jail i'm going with the jail i feel like that sounds the most reasonable (laughs) so megan wants to know do you think this is how matt and his dad's relationship dynamic has always been or do you think it can be repaired after the events of this episode I feel like this is how it's always been. And 
Henry's going to have to work really damn hard if he wants to repair it with Matt, because I think Matt will be willing. It's not like he's completely shunning his father out of his life, but Henry hasn't given him any opportunity to have a relationship with his son. So what do you think, Tish? I feel like they might have been like a little bit closer before he left because Matt was so excited to see him when he came back. And Matt was like, oh, you're going to come to my game. You're going to watch me practice. So like it does feel like he missed him, but also like he had a different expectation of who his dad was. Mm. Like like the dad he had before, like who he left before he went to the war was like somebody completely different. So maybe their relationship wasn't like great. But Matt was like, oh, that's my dad. Like, you know, he's like a little like detached from time to time, but he still loves me. And now it feels like, now it feels like Matt's like, I don't even know if my dad loves me. Like that conversation with coach where coach is like, don't say that. And he's like, I'm done. And he's like, don't say that. Like go home, figure it out. So I feel like that came as such a shock to Matt that he had to have been a little bit closer before at least. Yeah. I mean, he ran up to hug him and the dad kind of just like stood there. Like let's let's handshake. Okay, son. Uh, yeah maybe i feel like you're right tish like they had a better relationship and then he went and served i mean he's still serving the country so his mentality has had to completely change and his the the person that he is has changed so i guess matt just doesn't recognize him anymore and maybe he is in there deep down but is he willing to let that part come out of him again like he has to work he has to work hard to have a relationship with anyone it doesn't i mean obviously his mom and his relationship is strained too because he doesn't really even know what's going on with her and matt's also older now right so he has just this different outlook on his dad and maybe you didn't notice how your dad really was when you were younger Mm -hmm. and now that you're becoming more of an adult a young adult you can see and his dad's been a i think they said 20 years he's been in the it, it comes out it's either this episode or oh, next wow, episode really? yeah in 20 years in the service so wow. that's a really long time that is a long time yeah uh vic asks do you think eric will cut matt some slack now that he knows his situation i think he's given him slack yeah you know i feel like he already understands the situation and has cut him slack up until this point and will continue to do so because he knows Matt is a good kid and then he pats him on the back and he's like, you know, good work, son, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and also, like, he's dating your daughter. It's so cute. <laughs> like, to me, I'm like, this is how I think about, like, my Sims. And I'm like, this is my family tree. And then this person comes into this family. And I just, like, I love all of that. So knowing that Coach, like, has such an appreciation for Matt and he does cut him slack and the fact that he's I'll put in quotes, dating his daughter. I'm loving every minute of it. I mean, I love Coach to begin with, but yeah, I just, I, I think he does give him slack. What do you think, Tish? Yeah, I think so too. But I also think that um, Eric sort of has like a father-son relationship with Matt. Like he is a surrogate father to him. So yeah. I think like what we saw when they first started dating was Eric being like, okay, yeah, he's a football player, but also like, this is sort of like my surrogate son. Now he wants to date my daughter. Like how does yeah. that work? So I think that, yeah, he's definitely going to cut him some slack, but he's also like hard on him because he's like, yeah, I'm there to like 
be a surrogate father to you. Like I'm there when your dad's not around. So I'm going to push you in certain areas. And it just makes things awkward that he's like, yeah, now you're dating my daughter, but like, Mm. I like you and you're a good kid. So how do I feel about all that? Right. Yeah. So we saw that Jason got super frustrated when he couldn't find his nevermind Nirvana CD. (sighs) So Vic wants to know what is the one song you listen to when you're having a bad day? It depends feel- on my mood. Go ahead, Mitch. What were you no, gonna I was going to, because obviously I knew the question that was coming, so you think <laughs> I'd have an answer. But I feel like I haven't gone to music in so long. Like, I really only listen to music when I'm in the car with Aunt, because Aunt is upset. Aunt's very into music. I'm more into podcasts or audiobooks. So I don't know. When I'm having a bad day, I usually just turn on my favorite TV show instead because I work from home, I'm barely driving, barely leaving the house. I don't I haven't gone to music in a while. What about you, Tish? This is a really hard question. Um I would say that like it depends on my mood, yes, like ha- like why am I having a bad day? Um I guess lately like my comfort sort of artist has been Anton Subrea. He was really big on TikTok at one point and then um I started listening to his stuff like off of TikTok and he's just been blowing up in like sort of like indie circles. So Welcome to Wonderland is like kind of like my sort of lately go-to song. Again, music, like I don't really play too much music. It's always like if I'm I'm not playing a song, I'm playing like a whole band. So it's like either Anson C. Brea or um, Follow Boy. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And then to go with a fallout boy, I feel like uh, depending on my mood, if I'm like angry or frustrated, then I'll play like, I I can't even, I can't even think. But like if I'm, if I'm wanting to feel happy, then I'll play nostalgic movies, movie, nostalgic music. So like fallout boy or, you know, like good Charlotte or, you know, just something that reminds me of when times were simpler. Yeah. Um, but like my favorite song ever, and it applies to all of facets of my life, is any well, anything Florence and the Machine and anything Ingrid Michaelson. But Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine is literally my like it's just like fucking shake it off. You just gotta shake off your life and just sh- it's hard to dance with the devil on your back, so shake it off. And on, every time I hear that it's a part good one. Like, yes. This is my song. I just love it. <laughs> it's a great song. I'll calm down now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm into it. Uh, Vic says, I asked the girls last week, but if you could bring someone from the OC to Friday Night Lights, who would it be? OC. Honestly, I would love to see Sandy and like and see how he interacts with Coach. Um <laughs> Because I, I feel like they would vibe so well together. Um, yeah. And maybe, like, Kirsten and Tammy. Like, actually, I would, I would definitely want to see a double date with Coach, uh, Sandy, Kirsten, and Tammy. Like, that. I, I know, like, the parents, like, all, the kids, obviously, like, they were going to transfer. But those parents, ugh, bless their hearts. Ugh. What a dream situation. Right. Oh, my God. That yeah. double date. <laughs> Such great, great parent moments yeah in both of those scenarios and them coming together would be so awesome couldn't you picture julie somehow getting together with buddy yes. i can just see that happening 
<laughs> oh, that Julie. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, wait. No, Julie, Julie Cooper Nickel. Julie Cooper Nickel. Okay. I can see that. I would got I literally got panicked. I'm like, why did she Okay, I thought you froze. I was like, uh oh, Liz froze. You know, honestly, I could I could see I feel like we've said this before, but like I, I could see Julie and like Seth like hanging out at the Cohen house. Like yeah. she seems like she would she would fit in well there. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, she's also a newbie, so she sent a couple of her thoughts. She says, not interested in this story at all, but I get it. When I was in high school, I was the same way with the person I loved. She's talking about Tim and Lila. Even when they treated me like dirt, I don't like it, but I get it. I'm torn on Julie. Last week, she was... Last week, I was getting vibes that she was only dating him to get her dad upset, talking about Matt. And this week, I'm getting vibes that she really likes him. I liked her this week, though. She was a very supportive girlfriend, which I liked to see. Interesting. Right? I didn't get that vibe. Oh, sorry. That's my phone. Um, (laughs) I just felt like she was just hesitant because he was the quarterback of the football team and she was so like anti-football and has grown up with football and like probably is so sick of hearing about it that maybe that's why she was hesitant to be with Matt. But interesting pickup that Lisa thought maybe she was only doing it to get under her dad's skin, which is a trait I could see maybe Julie doing, but not yet. I'm just, I'm not there yet with her. I don't think so with Matt. I really don't. No. She was a good girlfriend in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Girlfriend. Uh, Kim wants to know, Coach Taylor, what do you guys think will happen? Is he offered the job? Do you think he will take it? If offered the job, do you think he will take it? I mean, then we wouldn't have a show, right? Well, of course (laughs) we'd have a show. I mean, we'd have a show, but he wouldn't be the coach for the kids that we're focusing on right now. So... Maybe down the line he'll take another opportunity, but I don't know if it will be. It's too soon. It's too soon. What do you think, Tish? I don't know. A part of me thinks that, like, he takes it and then uh, they, like, move and maybe they have to do, like, the long distance thing and then he, like, hates it and Mm. comes back. But Mm -hmm. it's hard to say because he's going from, like, I mean, he's going from, like, a head coach position to, like, an assistant coach, but I know that's like a bigger school, so it's a better opportunity. But right. I don't know. I also get the vibe that he's like a hometown sort of hero type dude. So he wants to stay with his people. So I definitely think that it might cause some strain between him and Tammy where um like he's seriously considering it and she's like, We just moved here, like, you know, like we're just getting settled and then I don't know. So I, I think he like seriously contemplates it, if not takes it. I can yeah. see it actually opposite because I feel like in the beginning of the show, Tammy was like, let's get you another position. Let's get the hell out of here. So maybe she'll be happy that he's wanting that he's getting this opportunity, but maybe he won't be ready for it. And maybe he'll for once he'll consider his child and say, not for once, it's really harsh, but like <laughs> she does go to this school and she does have friends here and she likes a boy here. So maybe he wouldn't uproot her life just yet. Makes sense. We'll have to see what happens. Tish, are you have you only watched up until this point, or have you watched ahead? I've only watched up to this point. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm like, here I am, just assuming. As you make these nice predictions, I'm like, maybe she actually knows what's going to happen. 
Our last question, Mike wants to know, when it is a non-watch-along week, do you watch the episode more than once? So he's asking that for you, Liz. I don't. I do not. Uh, I mean, for Gossip Girl, you do. Because you have oh, to for Gossip notes. Girl, for Gossip Girl, I do. I watch it usually one time to watch get my three gossip words. If I don't watch the whole thing, I'll watch half. And then preparing my notes for that specific episode, I will watch it a full full time again. Right. Um. And then depending on the week, if we're watching together, then yes, I watch it a third time with Michelle. <laughs> so I watch it three times. But for my preparation of Friday Night Lights, I only watch it the one time. Right. And for me, it's usually twice, but for Gossip Girl, it's only once. And then he wants to know, do you like it better getting to marinate or to podcast right after watching? No, I am podcast right after watching. It's it's for some reason I find it's hard to remember, actually. It's not even like I marinated. I feel like I just watched it and then it goes out of my brain and then I look at my notes I'm like oh yeah and then Michelle's recapping I'm like yes I remember what's happening but I'd rather like watch and immediately podcast afterwards no marination right that's the (laughs) same answer for me yeah thank you Mike (laughs) thanks Um, Mike music in this episode we had Spoon Tom Petty Sparkle Horse Audio Slave and Scratch Acid Will says, I thought of a short FNL episode track list inspired by Nirvana's 1991 album, Nevermind. What? Only seven out of 13 songs really work. So for Riggins, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes. Uh, Julie is in bloom. (laughs) Voodoo, Come As You Are. Mm. Polly, Want a Touchdown. Landry's Christian Screamo, Lounge yeah. Act. Uh, from my daughter Saracen, Stay Away. And then Something in the Way, It's Buddy Garrity. Oh, my God. That's awesome. He's so creative. He's so good. Thank you, Will. We appreciate that. All right. Let's go into favorite quotes. Liz, what do you have? I have... um, Herc, how do I have sex? I thought that was really funny i loved herc in this episode i thought he was so great i love that whole scene of them just like as as friends and he's like ah no you're not doing it with lila again are you Mm -hmm. like we're gonna be better than that he just was great um i also have no pass no play tish do you have a favorite quote uh yeah it's part of my job to make sure you don't grow up stupid and it's bad for Mm -hmm. the world like when she said that i think i like started laughing i was watching my office at work and I started laughing so loud, and I was like, "I hope no one comes by." And then I had to, <laughs> I had to rewatch it like twice because I just kept laughing. <laughs> My favorite quote was, "Because I'm crippled, and I want to listen to Nirvana." <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where Tammy's like, "So, what's the Scarlet Letter about?" And Tim's like, "You know what it's about." <laughs> He's so trying to charm She's her. She's like, "No, really, what's it about?" He's like, "A girl named Scarlet." <laughs> so great. I love when he like has these little comments like you know what it's about I actually never read that did you ever read it Mm, I don't think I ever read it no I just just watch easy a right right so (laughs) I had to read it in high school yeah we had to read in high school so what I did was I did like the cliff notes version like where you just read it there and then I don't think easy a was out yet or easy a had just come out 
oh yeah, EZA had just come out. So a bunch of me and my friends started wa- like watched it, and my teacher's like, "So you guys did Cliff Notes and watch EZA? I can do that. <laughs> like, yeah, same thing. It's <laughs> such a good movie. It's just a great overall. Like the concept is cute, and it's got a great cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you guys have a favorite coach or Mrs. Coach moment? I just loved one coach stood up for Matt in front of his dad. I felt like that was so special. And he's like, no, 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 your, your kid's a good, he's a good guy. He's a hardworking player. Like, he's really making it out there. And I'm like, yes, so good. Tammy, the whole episode's amazing. But I did like that one scene with coach. Yeah. Tish? Yeah, I really liked the talk that he had with Matt in the backyard where he was like, go home. Like, things will be okay. Like, he gave him a moment to cool down. He's like, at the end of the day, like, it's still your dad. So that was, like, my coach moment. And then Cammy, the entire episode. And, like, and the fact that, like, she was just, like, yeah, I don't care, like, Eric. Like, I'm going after them. They need to get their grades up. I don't care if they don't play. Like, it's about studies at some point, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. My favorite Mrs. Coach moment, the coach corner, as we have over here, is when she had that talk with Riggins about, you know, it's my job that you don't end up stupid like that was just so good and also i really loved her chat with uh jason and how there's there's no weakness in forgiveness and perfect yeah yeah she's so good i love every week coming in hot with that listening and then with an advice to follow yeah she's so great yeah Mm -hmm. all right do you guys have your mvps and shittiest yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Let's do MVP first. Here we go. <laughs> Three, <laughs> Three, two, two one. one. Landry. <laughs> Who'd you pick, Tish? Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Such yeah. a good choice. But we picked Landry, both Michelle and I. That's so funny. Randy yeah. also picked Landry. Yeah. Landry. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot for Landry. We had Eric. We had Herc. And Tammy, for obvious reasons, Tish? Yeah. Obvious reasons, yeah. 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 So great. She's so good. I mean, she's like MVP every episode. Every episode. I feel like I can't ever... She's always going to be a blue ribbon. She's just always going to be... like If I didn't pick her number one, she's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shittiest? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Three, Three, two, two... One, Henry. Yeah. 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 That was across the board. Yeah. Just, it's hard to like him when we don't know him and he doesn't show any kind of emotion towards his, besides anger. I feel like he's a very angry and um, just frustrated person. I feel like we don't see any positivity coming from being a uh, Matt's parent, like the Matt needs a parent around and we're not getting that from him. Yeah. I know. Sucks. Excuse me. I am. I have such bad agita tonight, Tish. I'm I was like, excuse- what did you drink? She's like, just water. <laughs> just, just, just coming up hot. All right. Let's go into a booster of the week list. Who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. So this week I am representing 
a semi-new pledge. He was part of the freshman walk-on, but Chris, I'm Chris. giving a shout-out to you um, because we had a fun topic Tuesday today, and Chris was all over that. And I was so happy that we I see when I see his name pop up, it's like a little Christmas because we don't get to hear from him very often, but when we do, he always has like such nice things to say. And so I called him the charmer because he's just charming his way into the Betty's hearts and this <laughs> network. Cute. So thank, thank you, Chris. You, Chris. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. All right. So you know what time it is. Tish is like, here we go. It's that time where we ask for your Apple Podcast reviews. <laughs> if you're enjoying on the Apple Podcast app and you haven't already, please consider rating us five stars and leaving us a review. It helps the show grow. It means so much to us. It's a really big and free way to help. If you are listening on Spotify, you can rate over there now as well and make sure you're following and downloading the episodes. But I believe we did get a new review. We did. Let me get my phone. <laughs> okay. I wanted Sorry, this to Josh. be a bigger reveal surprise, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so this week I am reading Tisha's review. Tish. Thank you, Tish. That was such a sweet surprise. And I have to be honest with you. So when we get the reviews, we don't know who it's from. So I, I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And then I send it to Liz and then we post it on stories as we always share them. And then you responded that that was your review. So this is so fitting that you're joining us today. Thank you, Tish. Right? Isn't that funny? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read it. Don't be embarrassed now, Tish. Five stars, total (laughs) boosters. I absolutely love Total Betty Podcast Network. I've been rocking with them since 2017 and have not looked back. Liz and Michelle, who are best friends in real life, make you feel right there with them like you were talking to your best friends. I waited years to start Friday Night Lights because I knew Total Betty was going to be doing one. We're only on week 10 and I'm addicted yet again. If you're looking for a podcast network dedicated to bringing you podcasts on the Nostalgic teen dramas, you found the right place. And in parentheses, she says, I stole that from their Instagram bio, which <laughs> I think is so, so funny. Love it. Um, if that's not enough to have a Patreon where the fun never stops, they have literally created a big family. Check out Talking Texas Forever and Total Betty Podcast Network. Thank you so much, Tish. Tish. You're the best. You're we so didn't sweet. embarrass you. I just, <laughs> I love it so much. And it's just so fitting. Again, like you're our special patron, you get to join us. This week, you are a newbie and you wrote us a review. It's just like so sweet. The best. (laughs) We absolutely appreciate and love it. All of it. Yeah. Thank you, Tish. But yeah, if you want us to read your review, (laughs) we have a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. We would really appreciate it. Thank you if you have already. And if you are loving the show then just head over to apple Podcasts or tap five stars on spotify if that's where you listen all right i'm gonna give you both i want both of you to make predictions this is a look (laughs) into next game's playbook episode 12 this is episode 12 so we've made it where it's 22 episodes right Mm -hmm. of the season oh wow look at us i know tracking along yeah All right, so episode 12, titled, What to Do While You're Waiting. And your four words are served, ego, expectation, and choice. So while you marinate, I also want to get your opinions and thoughts, Tish, on Smash, 
since we didn't really see him this episode. We got to see him. And Waverly, Keely thinks Waverly left to have a baby. That's awesome. That was her newbie prediction. So before you guys give me your predictions for these four words, unless you think Smash is going to be tied into that, Tish, I just want to hear what you think about Smash overall. Okay, first of all, the whole Waverly thing, that's immediately what I said. I was like, oh, girl had a baby. Like her parents kept her away. I was like, she's the minister's daughter. We can't have that scandal. She went to Africa. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Smash, I absolutely adore Smash, but I want to smash him upside the head yeah. for doing things right now. Like, I love him so, so, so much, but I hate the fact that he feels this extra pressure that he needs to do the steroids. And then it doesn't, it doesn't help that, like, coaches, like, keep doing what you're doing. And I know. Like, no, 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 I know. No. And then there's, like, that added layer that, like, I guess he must feel being, like, a young black man in Texas, um, like, coming from, like, a town that wasn't so great, that was predominantly black. He's moving to, like, a more white town where he feels like he has to um, show up and stand out. And then he chooses to do something, like, so bad to achieve his goal. So I love him. And I totally see the pressure he's under. I'm just not excited. I'm not excited for his mom to find out that he's doing. Like, <gasps> oh, mm. she will come for him if she ever finds out. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be painful. It's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see him next episode with Waverly? Yeah, I think the ego, I think that has to do with him. I feel like he, he's got a big ego right now and he's doing really well and he might be impressing everyone. But maybe he's not impressing Waverly. Maybe she's like, no, I'm on to you. I know what you're, the facade here. And also, she knows he's not doing the SIT prep. She knows something's going on there. So I think the right. ego has to do with Smash, for sure. Served? Are we going to have the coach being served? Because of the Jason thing, right? Shit. I know, but I don't know. Tish, what do you think? That, Tish is agreeing with me. Yeah. My brain immediately went, I was like, oh, is coach going to get served? Are they going to like serve him on the field too to like embarrass him even oh. more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for choice, I think Matt's going to have to like make a choice. Like I have this weird sort of feeling slash prediction that maybe um, like Matt moves in with uh, coach and Tammy and stuff like that. I also have that prediction because where else is he going to go? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, maybe make a choice. Like, I either want to stay here in Texas with the Taylors, perhaps, or leave. Mm-hmm. Or maybe choice has to do with coach and maybe him making a choice. Am I going to stay with this team? Am I going to go to UT? expectation i don't know what that could be maybe it's like what the coach has expectations for their play like the players and like they're something with maybe someone's not doing something up to the standards or they expect them to do something i don't know what do you think about expect expectation tish (laughs) i'm thinking i'm kind of thinking maybe like it has to do with like smash and the expectations that are on him so, like, yeah. his ego is really big, and then everyone's expecting him to be, like, super amazing. So, I'm going with, like, a smash sort of centric idea with expectations. 
when do you think it's going to come out that he is on the steroids? Because now we're halfway with the season. He's been on them for like three-ish episodes, maybe? Um, maybe like if they, because they keep dropping like state and like playoff. So I'm thinking if they like make it to state or playoffs that maybe they have to get drug tested and that's when it comes out. Mm. Like three, four more episodes. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Yeah, because and he's going to be crapping his pants because he's going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to pass this drug test. So whose urine am I going to have to get? <laughs> Who's going to pee for me? <laughs> oh, brother, I can't. It's not. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not. Very good yeah. predictions. Did very well. Thank you. Can't wait for you to see next week. I watched ahead, so I am very excited to discuss some things that we haven't gotten yet to discuss. Nice. And we'll yeah. be together and we'll we be will. in the Discord chat. And so we'll be, be live. Like, it's our live show. And we'll be live. Oh, yeah, because it's February already next week. Ugh, yeah. When, where did the time go? Really? Because I feel January like January's just... not to me. January took really forever. It, this month feels like five months in one month. Oh, the amount of I don't stuff that, that has all. happened <laughs> this month has been crazy. It's been a very mm. long month, in my opinion. But anyway, we will be live next week. So if you're part of the Upper East Siders tier on Patreon, please join us for our live show and our Discord chat. All the good ways to kick off February. Yeah. Oh my God. February. So before we go into Will's football poetry corner, he sent a clarification from last week. As we know, he always sends us his uh, his term, and there's a clarification saying that he didn't try and break Garrett's collarbone to win the linebacker position. The coaches were just impressed by the hit. I had good form, enough that they said I should be the starting middle linebacker. I am gotcha. not a headhunter in this instance anyway. <laughs> so <he> just- <laughs> I knew he wasn't. He didn't purposely go right. out and try and do that. Right, because we were <laughs> we were pretty uh we honed in on that and answered that was badass that he did that on purpose. So <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to clear that up. Thank you, Will. But this week's Will's fo- football poetry corner. The term is wheel route. Jason's wheels in his head and on his wheelchair are spinning. He's trying to have sex, grappling with his relationship with Lila pondering whether he will come back to school will he find the route that best suits him oh good one will very deep thank you what do you guys (laughs) think actually do you think we're gonna see jason back in school ah i'm i want to say no maybe he's just gonna graduate (laughs) maybe Because we don't have, like, proper ages of anybody. Are they seniors or are they junior? I don't know the American system. What grade are they in? I think when we started the show, Michelle, you said Jason was the only senior that we could, like, that we definitely know. And Matt was definitely a sophomore. So everyone else in between is, like, we don't know. The ages (laughs) fluctuate to keep people in school and to keep some people graduate. So. Right. Yeah. I predict Jason's going to stay behind because if he was the only senior, then it makes the most sense to just have him stay behind. Sophomore is grade 10, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Maybe they'll hold him back. I just felt like with his character, maybe like he's not in school now and we do see so much of him already, what he's going through, just not being in school. So I felt like, all right, maybe if we just have him graduate, we can see what he decides to do with the challenges that he's going to face in his life and what his next step's going to be. And will that mean the future for him and Lila? Will he stay in? Um, Dylan, I don't know, but I can also see them holding him back too. So, right, like for story progression, like you said, we don't necessarily need to see him in high school. He is, he does have his own life outside of there. So, and we're seeing that develop. So, we shall see. Uh, before we end, Tish, is there anything you wanted to discuss or bring up? Yeah, so my question is, do you think Lila gets so much hate because she was originally with Jason, like, who everybody loves, and then he was just injured, so people have a little more sympathy for him, mm-hmm. as opposed to any other triangle? Hmm. Maybe, because, yeah, the situation is that he he was is paralyzed, and then his girlfriend cheats on him with his best friend. So it's like the situation... If you were to compare it to other love triangles or any other scenario, yeah, I I would understand why people would hate her more. Hate's a strong word, but um, just dislike her character. I just don't think that I personally, the as it goes on, I'm I'm connecting to her more. But when we right off the bat in the beginning, it's it's hard to connect to her. I feel like she um doesn't really have a an outlet other than Jason. And then we see she's just, a, she's a cheerleader. So it's like where we need to figure out her depth a little bit. Yeah. And I think because Jason's so beloved and then this happens, he's on a pedestal. And it's like, how dare you? How effing dare you? But if roles were reversed, this would probably, you know, it wouldn't be like this, but mm-hmm. Lila it's, I'm glad to hear you say that list, but also when we first meet her, it's really hard to connect with her because of what we're being shown. Yes. You know? Yeah. Right. She, she doesn't do like, she has like, she doesn't behave in the typical way that a girlfriend of a person who was just injured should behave sort of like she does like do all the right things, but then like cheating with his best friend and like, she kissed him. Like I rewatched that after you guys had the conversation. And I was like, no, she pulled him in. So she went for the kiss and like, sure, whatever she needed to be comforted, but then she kept going back. And so I think that like, especially with like all the slut shaming we saw last week, not only do we like, not only is it different for girls, but I think she got way more uh, shame brought up on her because she did it to the quarterback, yeah. the lovable quarterback the one who everybody adores. Like, nobody even knew the full story. And they're like, right. oh, yeah, Tim punched him out. Like, absolutely, right. right? So, and I think she does do some stuff where people are like, is she redeemable? But I think she's still redeemable. Yeah, I see. would. Yeah. I think she will. I think she'll redeem herself. Um, it just, I just don't foresee at the end of this show, me being like, she's my favorite character. <laughs> but I would love to be laughed at and you know i'd love to be have my mind changed on do you, that. do you think minka is doing yeah. a good job portraying this character 
Yeah, I feel like it's hard to even separate who Minka is and where uh, Lila begins. I mean, I don't really know Minka outside of any of the roles that she's played. I've never really seen her in interviews. Um, so I don't really know how she is. But, you know, she's like one of the world's like sought after bachelorette. So like everyone was like, Minka Kelly, Minka Kelly, Minka Kelly. Well, I mean, well, she's, she's gorgeous. She she is, gorgeous. But I feel like she's portraying this role. <laughs> to the point of how we're speaking about it. Like we know yeah. it's wrong for her to be for all the slut shaming, but she also did cheat, but you still are feeling for her. So her portrayal is coming off in a, in the believable way where you just don't hate her. I would hope mm-hmm. people just don't hate her right, right now. <laughs> no, really bad. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I don't hate her. Good. I was thinking if uh, Tammy and Eric do take in Matt, I think we're going to get like a sort of same situation where Karen, when Karen took in uh, Brooke, when Lucas and Brooke were sort of like not together, but we're kind of together. So see what sort of happens in that regard. Um, I mean, I have to compare it to the OC or One Tree Hill. Like I I have to, those are my reference points. So Uh, of course we do too. I also had a prediction that Matt was actually going to leave and then come back season two, like Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, well he could leave by the end of the season and then we'll just bring him back in season two. Yeah. No, we could do that too. I never even thought about that. (laughs) It's a good prediction list. Uh, thank you so much, Tish, for joining us. We so appreciate you. Thank you for just being a part of the network, being our Betty, and writing us that review. It means so much to us. Thank yeah, you to and everyone. For being tea. Yes, and for <laughs> Tish's tea always and forever. Always, always and forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone who wrote in, sent your comments, sent us emails. Keep them coming if you'd like to participate. Talk in Texas forever at gmail.com is the best way to reach us. And we'll be back next week for our live show for episode 12. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora.